I mean, Macias. Keith, Sarlos. What's up? I... Hold on. Are we recording? Hi, I'm Macias. I'm avoiding legal snags by telling you that you are being recorded. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate done, that very much. I have done my best. Take two. Snap. Take two. <laughs> so, Jaime, where have you been in, since we have spoken to you last? Oh, yes. Russia, Israel, Jordan. Just a, a worldwide extravaganza of Middle East and uh, Northern Asiatic countries. And where have you been? What have you been doing? I'll, I'll say it differently. I've been pushing two five-year-olds around in a stroller. In mostly. beautiful, crazy countries. <laughs> Just different ones, you know. The, I, you know, I, I'll tread lightly, but um, that Tel Aviv beach, I, I see why uh, they wanted that piece of land. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, Russia got to see some sites, uh, Red Square, St. Basil's Cathedral, and uh, a very large 200-year-old shopping mall, I guess, wow. I think, um, that we were only in Moscow for 17 hours. So we got in a quick trip or a quick uh, tour before we made our way into Tel Aviv, which is where the majority of the trip was. But, you know, where, where have you been since we talked last? Sitting right here okay. in my chair picking grapes. Oh, right on. You can yeah. pick the grapes from your chair. Do you have like well, you know, uh, a, a Wally kind of floating chair? You Wally. Just yeah. <laughs> if I could, I would. But we have been uh, harvesting grapes and had our vineyard day and a bunch of other great stuff. But, you know, now we're in the throes of harvest and selling flannels and T-shirts and wine and everything else we can think of, man. Yeah, man. I was bummed to miss the harvest day no vineyard day vineyard days vineyard day vineyard day uh, yeah i don't think i've made it yet which seems like oversight on my part um yeah. so next year i'm i'm coming i'm i'm working i'm helping I'm, i want to i want to see the awesome. whole thing but uh tell me about these flannels uh so we did a little collab with a buddy of mine named uh Danny and he owns a company called Dixon Flannel Company and Dixon Flannel Company he started very similar to us, you know, humble beginnings and just a hustling kind of guy. And we're very blessed that he wanted to do a little collab with us. And so we actually have a actual Sarlson Sons flannel that we sold a couple hundred of already. Oh, wow. Which is crazy, but really enjoying it. And people have been really, really stoked. And, you know, right now it's like nothing but good stuff coming down the pipe, man. Yeah, that, it looked pretty good, too. Um, is this the second one you've done with him? This is the second one. Last year yeah. was black and had, like, cork and stuff, and this one is more of a, a wine color and, and gray and just absolutely beautiful, man. Yeah, They're the best. you were looking good. I, I was looking at the pictures from uh, from uh, your vineyard day, and yeah. uh, you were you were quite the male model out there. Hey, man, down fresh 55 haircut, pounds. That's fresh right. haircut, uh, looking good. Saw you had your kid by your side, your wife was oh, there, yeah. and you were just you were just in it, looking off into the middle distance, wearing a fine piece of clothing. And I was like, uh huh, I see how it goes. You know, the the best part about our vineyard day really for me was uh, getting to have my kids around me. Uh, you know, you you're pushing a stroller through Red Square, and 
over here over in the Sarlos compound, you know, we're walking the vines. My dad, my son, myself, our whole family, my two cousins, um, and kind of sharing what we do with people, which is a very weird thing because, I mean, we, we work kind of an isolationist uh, mm-hmm. mentality where you're kind of by yourself 99% of the time. And right. being able to bring people out there and, and show them not only what we do, but the passion that drives us to do it is very gratifying. And it's gratifying to see the eyes of the people we are working for. Because I don't think uh, many people get that opportunity to make that, that one-to-one handshake between yeah. this is what I do and this is how we do it. Right. And... And to show someone and have them touch and smell and get their feet dirty and talk about, you know, from soup to nuts, what it goes into making this wine for you. And getting to have people make that connection or shake that hand between the work and what they do when they go home and open a bottle with someone they love just makes that connection more critical and really really amazing it must be nice too it's almost like you have another touchstone in the year as far as like you know you have your birthday you have christmas you have all these other things that happen but now that you've kind of created this wine-based willy wonka tour that comes around once a year it's it, it i don't know you tell me to me it seems like it would be a nice thing to have to 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 be able to mark the year and to mark the occasion i feel like i work year in and year out and i don't have <laughs> specific like markers it just feels like yeah. it keeps going on the work side so i don't know i guess how do you how do you feel about that i'm, I'm putting that in your lap but to me from this side of the thing it seems like it would be nice to just have that demarcation of like, oh, the thing is coming, the thing is coming, the thing is here, ah, uh, the thing is done. And then, you know, in a few months you start thinking about the thing is coming back again, you know? You know, it, yeah. I, I think the the real the real beauty to it is is unexpected. Mm. And we've been doing this, you know, vine- our little vineyard day for eight, nine years, eight, eight nine years. But you know, this also celebrates my father's 20th year of farming and my 20th year doing that where I, I still feel so new to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it celebrates our 10th year of our tasting room being open. Um, it is this cut touchstone where I've, I see the same faces every year, but new faces, people get engaged and married, have children. Um, through the course of us doing this. But the the part that I really enjoy was it takes so much work to kind of get this going. And then me and my dad just shook hands of every single person that came. And to see people walk through, like, you know, the gates of Disneyland with anticipation and expectation, yeah. Yeah. Um, it really makes the, the work lighter after. Well, let's... Let's talk about this a little bit more, sure. right? So you have this, you have this thing, um, mm-hmm. and for you, it's multiple things. It's it is this Willy Wonka tour. It is this uh, opportunity to serve in a different way and explain and let people 
kind of um, soak in the yeah. experiences and the efforts that you guys undertake on a yearly basis. Like, walk me through it. What did What did you do? Give me the Give me the dime tour of the day. When does it start? When does it end? And kind of what What did you guys do? Sure. So what we did was this year it was crazy. We had you know a couple hundred people, and if we would have let it let the gates open and anybody wanted to come, it would have been into a thousand, which mm-hmm. is humbling. We sold out in five minutes when we offered the tickets, which right there. Um, geez, man, you, you really kind of rethink what are you going to be doing? You know, if, if mm-hmm. the anticipation is that high, you have to bring it kind of, what back. is this a hundred dollar ticket? Uh, it's 75 $80? bucks. Yeah. Okay. But if Got you're it. a member, it's, it's less. And, and we, it was the difference of between people having Apple pay on their phone and having to put in a credit card Got it. because our waiting list was almost longer than the people that attended. Got it. But my my beautiful, endlessly talented wife, you know, she understands what we're doing. And we had tables that were crazy long. Mm. And every single table looked like it was better than a wedding. I think that's I a good saw way to put some it. of those pictures and I was like, it, yeah. it, it, that's what it looked like. It looked like yeah. the nicest Oprah's uh, wedding, barn, you know? barnyard, farm yeah. style wedding that you could imagine. Yeah. Um, so continue, please. I, I and, see. and everything is, you know, we have umbrellas just perfectly set up. It is, it is definitely, um, you know, uh, design wise, it's perfect because my wife did it. And, you know, the tables had cutting boards with, with bread and apples and food. Um, mm. So we'll talk about the food a little bit more. So we have a place called Full of Life Flatbread, which is located in Los Alamos, California. And Clark has become a friend. And he started preparing the meal a full 24 hours before our event. And that sounds crazy, but that's what it was. I mean, we had oatmeal. We had lamb that was, you know, basically slaughtered for this thing and turned into probably one of the best meals I've ever eaten. It was shocking. Yeah. Um, and then we had Good Seed Coffee Company, which yep. is up here, and they, they roast all of their own stuff. And it was important to have them there because just like what we do in our vineyard, they do in their businesses. Right. And, and what time, what time did this day start? 8.30 in the morning. So you have okay. to be there at 8.30. Um, and then what we did was we kind of start by saying, Hey, how, thanks for coming, you know, touch on a few things like talking about my dad being a farmer for 20 years and, um, you know, point out everybody important. And, um, and then we go on a walk and we walk through our vineyard and, uh, my son was right next to me and he was kind of like my Andy Richter. Mm -hmm. Anytime I said anything, he had a, it was like he prepared it, you know, he was so fast and so funny. And we do a walk where we're basically tasting grapes and walking through the vines and showing people what it, it, it takes to put it into a bottle. Then we come back, we eat, and that takes quite a while. And then we do a tasting. And all the tasting is wines we have not released or that are important and special and unique to this event only. And um, my daughter introduced the 13 where she called it equality and put a big gold equal sign on the front and really you know personified her voice i didn't even talk about the wine she did it and she Mm. did that at 14 
And then uh, we talked about a wine called Mom. I got to talk about my wife and my mother. And then we talked about a wine called Tears that has a, a picture of my son on it. And then we talked about a wine uh, called Brethren that has a picture of my dad on it. And then we talked about Courage, which is our Cabernet Sauvignon, and uh, named after my great uncle John that we honor with. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's it's we we really show you know we're not making wine. This is a a piece of who we are. We happen to make wine. Mm-hmm. We are a family that works together, that honors each other, that cares about each other, and we 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 get to give our farming a shot at immortality by. Uh, putting it in the bottle um, and people get to share it years and years and years later. And then we, hmm. uh, we had something called the barrel club and we did something really new this year where people could buy a whole barrel of wine and we will be making it for them specifically. And we sold quite a few of those as well, but so, you know, so what's the result of that? So you make the barrel for them and then you bottle it yeah, and put their label it. on it. The whole how many, deal. how many cases is a barrel? Barrel is 25 cases or about 300 bottles of wine. Okay. Right so so for is, that, a company is that mostly or like, that's what I was going to ask you. Is it corporate clients it, that are doing that? Individual people that want their own thing, you know, huh. and I've never heard of anyone doing it. We've been doing it for years and we wanted to do something really special for the people who were there and people bought into shares of that barrel or, uh, you know, whatnot. And we had, we had really amazing just people there that were taking photos and it was, uh, it's humbling, you know, it, it is really, really humbling to, you know, you and I were going to go see that Dieter Rams movie, right? I'm sure yeah. Dieter Rams was, would be very humbled that anyone thought that his work that he did at a, a draftsman's table uh, 30 years, 40, 50 years ago, people would be saying, we want to make a movie about your work. Mm. And... I don't know many. I feel like you have to be truly great for someone to want to do that. You know, you have to be truly remarkable, truly invested in your own craft for someone to stop and take notice and give you a binary award by saying, I want to come and see what you do. Right. And the fact that anybody would show up to see what we do is humbling. And the fact that that many people showed up to see what we do is resets something inside of me where I could honestly tell you, you know, 11 years ago when I was at the lowest point of my life and I was sitting in the same spot that we just served 300 people breakfast and wine that I can't, I, that I know those two roads connect. Yeah. But if, if Providence wasn't the right word to use, um, where I can't believe, you know, through God's grace or Providence or whatever it is that was that spark that got me from the worst day of my life to arguably one of the best well is is a um a revelation and hmm. the part i am so proud of now is we talked about we, they were all there because we are we are failed apple farmers 
<laughs> they are all there because I have two failed coffee shops. My wife had a failed spa. Um, everything about being there now and what has what the fruit that has fallen off those vines and made it into people's homes. Now my cousins have their own project. My other cousin yeah. is working here and my children go to a good school and I can never give wine back what it's given me. Yeah. So when people said, Hey, what's your favorite bottle? I, I, I took 20 minutes to answer that question because it's the one you, you like, you know, <laughs> that's what I said. And it, that's not disingenuous, but it is. No, I know, think it's, it's which it's, it's everything you just said. Yeah. You, it's um, it's not disingenuous because you're realistic and because you're real, right? Yeah. I think there are other people who would say, it's my wine, or they would mark it in that answer. But from knowing you and from knowing your family, it's, it's the byproduct, like you just said. You're, yes. It's the, it is the result of of the hard work and the love and the struggle and the disagreement and the collaboration and the solidarity and the teamwork, that is what the wine is. It's, it is that period of time put into a bottle or matured and then put into a bottle and then made available to others. Yes, and it's damn exactly. good wine. Yeah. It's damn good, but it's also, it's both of those things. And you can't be so pretentious. At least we aren't in our conversation, right? Because because it does end up having to be drunk by someone, and they have to enjoy it or not enjoy it. And you can't force that thing. You know what their Correct. palate is, what their taste is, and you can't force whatever is going on in their life or who they're drinking that bottle of wine with. But. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with you taking 20 minutes and then coming around and saying it's the one you like. Yeah. It may not be satisfying because they want you to they want you to Siskel and Ebert point to the answer and tell them what to do. But I think what you're saying is taste it. Do you like it? If so, drink some more. If you don't, find another one. Oh, I'm hap I'm absolutely happy if you hate it. If you buy five bottles. <laughs> you know um yeah, just just uh you know give it give it a few times around the track first <laughs> yeah and uh, you know going back to it it's like wine more than anything and i know we're kind of in the in the weeds on baseball here but no it was, it was a big thing and you know we didn't yeah. talk about what we were going to talk about but it, it it was something that it, had i been here i would have made a point to be there to be nice. with you guys and to see that and so this is it's fun it's fun for me to at least get this recap because we wouldn't have talked about it this in depth if we just had a phone call you would have said oh it was great i'm exhausted and i would have been like bummer i missed it but you know yeah <laughs> now i'm getting the full tour so please yeah i mean i think the 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 biggest uh you know to take one more second it's like there's such a um, there's such a disconnect these days between things as simple as where did this banana come from? Mm -hmm. And when people are sitting in their car and waiting in line at Starbucks and they get a cup of coffee and they drive away or um, my phone or whatever, right? 
I have a I have a different respect because of what I do to consumerism. Mm-hmm. And like when I I love my new phone, but I also think yeah, you know, somebody in a job maybe they don't like had to put this thing together. And mm-hmm. that that affects me to a certain extent. I I choose to go to restaurants and purchase things from companies that not only do I enjoy but I believe in. And that's something that's really transformed in my mind, especially from what I do. And and I think it was just very gratifying to have people that's, you know, when people say like, I, I see you, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's such a, or how you doing, you know, kind of a thing. When people actually see you and what you do and why you do it, and you get to have that one-to-one conversation, it's, there's nothing like it, you know, and yeah. it, it really will keep me going for uh, countless months. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, yeah, it's, it was it's pretty amazing. It's, it lets you like double like zoom into a thing, right? Because even even the way that you deal with it and you're you, you know, you're dealing in in plots, in acreage, in 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 grapes, in mass, right? In mm-hmm. in harvests in years. So being able to not only for yourself, but also with your customers and these people who are the family to your business. Yeah. That's what we to be able them, to, you know? to be yeah. able to zoom into a bottle, a grape, uh, a singular unit, a, the result of it, but to be able to take that, that journey in a day, that Eames power of 10 between the macro of it all to the micro of the sip or the experience that they're going to have with it has to be it's you know it's it's a it's a it's a this is your life kind of situation uh oh, th- that no you doubt. get to, to, no to, doubt. To, to, to visit on an annual basis so rad it's, man it's super like i said you know and i'm kind of talking about it slow because not not only is it um exciting <laughs> it's also it's also somewhat heavy you know, I was gonna say, are you recovered yet? Like, it's gotta, it's gotta. Even if you think you're fine, it's one of those things where it's gotta like emotionally drain your your energy. Oh yeah, yeah, it it does, and yeah. not only does it, it has. Um, I guess the the real the real kick to this, you know, if I if I just did it for one reason, right? Mm-hmm. The one the one reason would be our customers, of course, but really is when when my kids are out there mm-hmm. and my kids are standing side to side with their grandparents and their mother and their father and they are aware fully aware of what we are doing mm-hmm. and to be able to have my daughter um, say this is what we do and this is why and get it to a very, very core level mm-hmm. is something that I know will, they will, they have in that bag yeah, to, for the rest of their life because, you know, things don't come easy and this is what you have to do to achieve them. Right. And I think that's, that's the part, the days after it, um, that's significant. I, they, yeah, that, yeah. that's significant. I, I didn't know what, 
I'm still learning what it takes, and as are you. So yeah, if sure. they can get a preview or kind of understand that stuff, you know, going into their second decade so that when they do start working in another 10, 15 years on something they think is significant, whether it's in wine or elsewhere, I, I have a feeling one, if not both, will stay connected to it. But they will know from steeping in all the stuff we talked about that's the fantastic thing i think that that translation from what you've done and what your father has done and what their mother is doing like they're living in that stuff that's and that's fantastic because my parents they're hard workers and they put a good work ethic into me but they went to work my dad went to the university. My mom went to Pacific Bell where she was area vice president. And you know what I mean? Like I would visit, but I couldn't see what it took. And it was a different thing than I think what you're able to do there, at least from what I've seen. You know, uh, the thing I'm most impressed I with totally agree is that you're vertically integrated <laughs> as far as like your your business, your family, your life. Um, it all is kind of compounding interests and so far so good, you know? Um, and I think that that's something that your kids will be able to see and, and really have that so that when they go to work on whatever it is, will be their life's work. They're going to know what it takes. That's yes. not going to be a surprise to them. I, and they're I, gonna be, I agree. And, and, and they're either going to be harder workers than their peers naturally, or they're going to know how hard they're not working. You know, they'll make mm -hmm. that choice, but they're good. They're, they will not be unaware of what it takes and what is possible if you throw yourself in. Now, so. let me give you let me give you another thought with that, because you brought up something that I thought was really important. You know, uh, there's a great um, story about um, you have you have a, a stove and you only huh. have enough. You have a gas. You have a, it's a gas stove. And mm -hmm. one of the burners is family. Uh, one of the bur burners is work. One of the burners is uh, health. And one of the burners is friendships. And with family, you got, you know, love and relationship like the home. Mm -hmm. And the whole story is if you have all four things burning, nothing's going to boil. Mm -hmm. And then you, you, you pick one to cut off. And then all of a sudden those other three have that amount of gas and, and they're, they're heating up right. and then you, you cut off another one and then you, you really can get something to boil and then you cut off all through all but one. And that's the one that is your, you know, you've thrown everything at and that is your life's work or whatever you're going to talk. That's, that's the Steve jobs level of whatever it is. Right. And, for me, I, I, I understood that. And you know, my, I threw health off to the side and because, of, and, uh, you know, friendships, I would say not struggled, but it wasn't a priority. Right. And right. it was like, I want to work and, and family. Okay. Got it. And then I realized it's like, if I just pour all of this into one pot and mm -hmm. just give it all the gas I can, then I, then I have something. And for me, it's like, my work is my family. My, my work is also, you know, my wife is in it. My kids are in it. My, my friends are in it. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
and health was the one that I didn't take care of, you know, and now it's like, okay, I got to throw that in there too. Mm-hmm. And to really get this whole thing boiling. And, and that, that to me is, was really telling because just like you said with the kids and trying to, you know, you know, you'll actually know how hard are you're working or not. This is the point where I looked at even myself and said, I'm, you know, I'm way overweight here. Um, yeah, my kids know I work hard, but it's like, am I being a full, well-rounded human? Mm. And with my daughter, she's going to a great school that they teach the the total student. And Mm -hmm. there's a huge component of, am I a good person? Am I helping my peers? Am I a worldly person where I am not just stuck in this little town? So like right now she's in San Francisco staying at a hostel. Mm-hmm. And she's 14 and exploring the town for school. And I thought about that. It's like, how do I become the total person, you know? And, and for me, it's like, if I can be that example all the way across, like I know you are with your wife and kids, I mean, just hmm. talking about, <laughs> well, talking about, you know, you go out for a run, you do all your stuff, but you're also exposing your children to Moscow, you know, that, that, for me, you know, I'm just picking grapes and making booze, but it's like the fact that you're out there exposing them where when I was a kid, my city, my town, the people I came in contact with were very small. And I, even though I lived in Southern California, it was as big as I could ride my bike. That's how big the world was. Yeah. And to get them out of that, that's a big goal for even me and my wife this next year is like, as my daughter's going to transition into high school, we want her to feel like the world is smaller than, um, than what she is being exposed to right now. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a roundabout weird way, but, um, yeah, I you hear know, you. It, it's difficult. I mean, I think with all of us right now, we're, you know, if you're, if you're 30 to 40, 30 to 50 years old, the rules are changing very quickly. And the rules of uh, go to college, get married, buy a house, get a job is changing. And it's changing in front of our eyes where I don't know what Cash's job is. I don't even think it's been invented. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, how are we preparing? What's the best way to prepare our children? That is the tricky part, right? It's like even, even if we think we can instill some things, there will be new things that they will need to figure out. Yes. More than, more than as, as there'll be new stuff we have to figure out, right? We have to figure out how to, I mean, live in this world as it changes and as it's going ourselves. So it's, uh, yes. And that's the thing. It's like, how do we skate as parents, as humans, now, how do we skate where we want the puck to go? How do we how do we get it to a place where we're open for a, for a uh, a trans you know a assist? Yeah, because that that to me has become such a a shocking endeavor. It's like how do how do we, how do we get our children behind those doors that we know are there? Mm-hmm. That once you're behind it, life maybe is a little easier. But at least the fraternity of good people is there to help them succeed when we aren't. Right. Yeah. Heavy shit for a uh, Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what did you learn this week? No, I'm just, yeah, it was just exhausting. <laughs> ah, great. Yeah, no, I, I mean, as I was saying, the 
pushing the stroller, I say slightly in jest. My, you know, they're they're five now. They're too old for a stroller. But when you decide to take them mm-hmm. halfway around the world, you have to be realistic about how much energy they're going to have when you want to walk around and see stuff. So mm-hmm. there's a fair amount, and also their willingness to run across an airport or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um. So you know they've aged out for all technical reasons from a stroller but a stroller you can hang a couple backpacks on the handles and put them in and you can push as fast as you need to but um you know it was it was just it's the same thing when you travel and you forget it it wears off and then you get in a plane and you get off 12 hours later and you're somewhere you've heard of but you've never been and you're able to add detail to the picture that you have and add nuance to what you've been told about it and buy some things at a corner shop and talk to some people in a very limited way but really just add context and and for me I like to be in those places for as long as possible but even if it's just a little bit of time you're able to intuit and feel something that then informs everything else you've ever n- known about that place or even about yourself it's it's mm-hmm. really interesting how um those cliched things uh, are universal in a certain way there's a, there, it's it's the humanity of it um so you know as far as having an eiffel going to petra jordan and seeing these 2,000-year-old-plus buildings and, and fortresses and homes carved in the rocks and just thinking about a time and place in which uh, you know, people were carving out of stone their homes um, while you know, getting an alert on my phone that my automatic uh, lawn watering system is taking a day off because it's going to rain for the one (laughs) one day this month in los angeles Mm -hmm. um so kind of having that contrast going to red square and seeing saint basil's (laughs) cathedral and seeing these you know crazy cupcake topped building that i've only known from like the start screen of tetris and various uh movie shots but being able to walk through it and see the walls and see the hand paintings and like understand how that fits into that culture and that place and see the place where they've laid their leaders to rest. And, you know, um, and how many years ago was that not a, an available option to someone like you? I don't know. Think about that. It's, that it's gone, that it's to gone me is crazy. Out. It's gone in and out of availability, but you're right. We grew up, in the cold war where that's that, our enemy, but it's not even that thing anymore. Right. You know, so that's the other thing it, it is. And it isn't, it's not USSR. It's not CCCP. It's okay. not Ivan Drago, but that is part of it. You know, that's there um, underneath the surface. And, you know, even just listening to the guy who was our tour guide, who's from Ukraine and he's talking about Moscow the way that some people talk about New York and Los Angeles. You know, the way that th- this is the place that everyone from across the country or the 
people come here and they try to make it and they get bounced out and all this other stuff. You know, he's telling the same exact tale of how people want to come here and make it and they can't necessarily, some stay, but most go home with their tail between their legs. And how, you know, and, and he, he, he gave us the, the breakdown over the last two, you know, last millennia about when Genghis Khan was in charge and the, mm. the Bolsheviks and all the, all the stuff of the European and the Asiatic wars. And, 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 and so just even if it's in brief, um, it's just an engagement at a deeper level with, with these other places that are completely different yet exactly the same as where we are, you know, and, and, and it reinforces whatever good or bad luck of the draw that we have being born exactly where we are, you know? Um, and so it was historic in the sense of like some of these older stuff. It was also interesting, you know, to see how, it is now in, especially in Moscow and Tel Aviv. Uh, my wife was in Tel Aviv for a technology conference, so we spent a little bit of time with those people who are making applications and ad networks and games and JavaScript and CSS and you know all the technology stuff that we deal with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I went to the beach for two and a half days with my kids and just built sandcastles and stuff with them uh, on the Mediterranean. You know, so it, it's. It was great. It was just a lot to do in nine days, you know. Um, totally. <laughs> so it would have been a fantastic two-week vacation. It was a bit of a rough nine-day thing. But, um, you know, I was super happy with my iPhone Max XS, mm-hmm. which is where I've uh, netted out um, using my Google Fi SIM card which mm-hmm. I have been able to use around the world uh, and get my same data for $10 per gigabyte, which uh, is better than I can say for my AT&T global roaming account, which did not right. work in Russia and did not work in Jordan. So Unreal. as a side note to you world travelers, if you can get a Google Fi data sim, uh, it's pretty much universal, uh, especially if you don't need to make phone calls. But um yeah it was good and my kids i think enjoyed it this was probably the most travel for them as far as like go 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 so they were a little bit over that part of it but i think they had fun and there's some great photos so hopefully it's something that they will i think these are things they will remember at this point they're they're old for sure and you know i do feel the need to like print and hang some of this stuff so that it's kind of being reinforced into their psyche like oh yeah i do remember going there and doing that thing but hopefully it e- it's even so commonplace to them that they're like oh yeah, i've been to russia you know <laughs> yeah. that isn't that the, isn't that kind of the, the, that bizarre goal of having your kids it, go oh yeah is, of course that's is, what you do but that's also kind of the other part of it it's like you have but have you it's like you've you've checked right. into russia yeah, you've totally. like you've liked the tweet but you haven't read the book, right? You know, but that, but that's. I want to get to the place where they feel free to go back to do that thing to experience it. Hopefully, we're we're, we're visiting, and I'm trying to have experiences that are at at this age. I kind of see the trajectory. I'll, I may get back. I don't think I'll live there, 
hopefully I'll get a couple years in Tokyo at some point, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's, but I think it is important to round out the perspective and to just uh, have those skills to pick yourself up, take yourself somewhere else, drop yourself off and be able to survive and be in it for some period of time. Um, I don't know. Hopefully that's a, a useful thing to know and to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, you know, it kind of comes back to what you were saying about uh, all those burners. It's, it's, it's tough for me to, to do that, um, to get up and do that. It's like, I don't know. I, the work thing, when you take yourself out of the rotation like that, I'm the main biz dev producer. I have other people who I work with who help execute, but when I take myself out, it's like the feet are off the pedals of the bike. You know, yeah. like I, 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 other things are slowing down. There's only a certain amount of things I can juggle, um, at least in the way that. It's currently configured, so it was, it's interesting to hear you talk about uh, the burners of that. I think I heard Tony Robbins <laughs> reference it recently as like a wheel of life, and so mm-hmm. he has this whole visualization. Uh, I think that's like a wheel, like if you imagine a, a cross section of an orange, and he talks about all those different things, like you know, if you've only filled up your family bucket or your person or your health bucket to a certain level, or you've filled up your work bucket or your self-care bucket to a certain level, whatever it may be, like if you're not filling out those things in sort of an even way, the wedges, Mm. the wheel is unbalanced. And how fast can you really go on a wheel that has those types of inadequacies? And so he talks about, he's like, you might be able to go two miles per hour missing an entire spoke, but if you want to be a high performer, you've got to have a balanced wheel. And so that's, I mean, it's it's interesting, separate from this conversation, but my whole focus personally is on that those same types of things. The You know, whether the metaphor is a wheel or burners or whatever it may be, like that's what I'm kind of trying to focus while also boiling or rolling or whatever else it is, I'm trying to have my eye on how do I adjust this game to get things to be synergistic because right now it really does feel like it feels like spinning plates and like don't drop one so no no no. Mm. but you know that's why it's good to have friends like you and to to either you know not not in this context but to bounce things off of or to just compare experiences or just to even see how else it can be done because when you're engaged in work and you're just looking at what you're doing it's hard to zoom out to look at how you could be doing it differently and to bring it full circle (laughs) you know we talked about the phones and i've i I even said like oh i had the iphone se and then i had the iphone 7 plus and is it the iphone xs max or is it the iphone xs and what i've realized is if you stop having multiple phones and you have one it's perfect (laughs) yeah totally actually yeah i love it i love a phone right up until i'm i can get a new one it's it's only when you're holding two in your hands that it's hard to decide so it's like you got to just make some fucking decisions and stick with the plan so true that that that's a roundabout way of saying iphone xs is fantastic (laughs) totally yeah but you know it's all good so we're back in it still a little bit jet lagged 
drinking some coffee, getting to work. That sounds like a good recipe for today. Yeah, man. I think we did it. Yeah, man, I think we did it. <laughs> this was a good one. Good episode. All right. Well, congratulations. I'm glad Thanks, uh, that the Vineyard Day went well. I'm bummed we missed Dieter Vams, but uh, no. But you know what? It'll be. It'll definitely be out. Uh, It'll be around Soon. in no time, and uh, maybe I'll come up and uh, we'll sit down and open a bottle and, uh, Ooh, and watch. Oh, that does it. sounds good. I'm into that. Right on, bud. All right, man. Well, go out and uh, succeed today. You as that's, well. That's my most uh, uh, Tony Robbins thing I've ever been able to say. <laughs> <laughs> Bong. Bong. Stop recording. I did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. Okay, hold on. Did you do a voice memo recording as well or no? No, I did uh, a call recorder.